destruction of the dead! Welcome to episode 3 of Less Than Average, the uh, podcast where we just talk about movies, media, pop culture, pretty much all the stuff that we like. Um, this episode we're going to be talking about Shaun of the Dead, the first film in the Cornetto Flavor film trilogy, if I'm getting that right. Yeah, it's, um, it's like I said, it's Edgar Wright's first feature film. It's uh, He essentially made an unofficial trilogy, I'll call it, because technically the three films don't have anything to do with each other. Um, but they're all very similar in a way. They all have a lot of things in common. Um, and this is, yeah, the first one. It's the red color, which, because it's a zombie film, it's actually the horror kind of genre. Mm. So, um, But first, we're going to just kind of say hi. So, hope everyone's been doing well. We're, uh, we always have fun recording these things. So today, we're just going to talk about, like David said, Shaun of the Dead, and then some of the news and some of the stuff we've been watching. So we'll kick it off into the news, I guess. I don't have a ton of stuff. I'll start it off by saying rest in peace to Olivia Newton-John. Sandy D. Yeah. yeah shame. Um, most famous for her role as Sandra D in Greece, and she has a music career as well. You probably heard, let's get yeah. physical, <laughs> physical. That's her song, and I mean, we all know that song, too. Yeah, we were talking about it at work, and like, after she died, and everyone's like, yeah, she like did music. It's like, did anyone know like any other song other than Let's Get Physical? Because I, I honestly cannot. Well, and we had this last week with, uh, or last time we recorded with um, Nichelle Nichols from Star Trek. Like, really only know that she's been yeah. in Star Trek, like, besides Grease in that one song. I don't really know a lot about Olivia Newton-John, but... But Grease is a, a hell of a movie, though. Like, iconic, like, too. Yeah, I've been... Because, obviously, after she died, you like are like, okay, I'll yeah, so so listen like, yeah, like, to the uh, album again. And it's, as a kid, like, you're singing these songs and, like... You know, it's just fun songs to sing. But as you get older, you start like kind of looking at the lyrics of some of the songs in Greece. They're like a little, little rapey, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Well, like you know, it's reflective. I think like at the time they were like doing a period piece, so it's like it's it's even further. Like it's a, it's yeah. meta in itself. It's like it's a it's a long time ago when they made it, and what yeah. it's about is even further just, ago. Like as a kid, sing like Grease Lightning, Come and, like. On. Yeah, Chicksil Cream. I was just singing this as a kid. Like, you have no idea what any of this stuff means. Well, it's like, there's like this one thing. It's like, Kaneki's like, yeah, take it easy, man. Like, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's sad. Yeah, rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only other news I have, it's not really anything too big, but um, Netflix has canceled Resident Evil after only one season. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, big loss there. Yeah, they got to, um, they can't really find their... What? Well, no one can seem to make... I mean, personally, I didn't mind the first, the first two of, of yeah. uh, Paul W.S. Anderson's Resident Evil films. They just got a little over, like... Like, no calm consistency. Calm down Well, like, and, like, you're just making... You're just throwing ideas yeah. out here, like... Like, I was... I hated the the Alice clones, and then they killed them all, and I was like, okay, and then... I think it was the fourth one? How many? Is there six? There's, like, two main Alice. Like, there's, like, one main clone. Yeah, it's, like, the ending... There's I like can't the even sh- keep track of it. There's the shot thing. of, like, all of them on the White House. It's, like, her... Oh, yeah, and, and, then, and then you don't even see... And then see the next it? movie... Yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you and I went to that one, or something. Like, the next one is like, where was that yeah. badass scene? Like, <laughs> you said it awesomely, yeah. like, the villains and the and heroes like, are getting together, but... I think video games, as movies, do have a bad rep. It's, like, they don't... Like, it's hard to make, I guess. And then you have your, like, your random ones that, like... Yeah, I don't know. What would you say would be, like, the best? Honestly, like, we haven't really talked about it recently, but Sonic the Hedgehog... I, I, I didn't mind the first one. Yeah, and the second one's good, too. I yeah. didn't know if you've That's seen the first I, one. I've heard. Apparently, it's going to be Jim Carrey's last movie, too. Yeah. I mean, you never know, though, these things. Yeah. yeah. But, so um... He's got, he'd at least make the trilogy. 
Yeah, and it what and they're good, right? Like they are decent. Like if you look at a video game movie, they're good. Besides that, I mean, Mortal Kombat <laughs> first Mortal Kombat, I guess wasn't too terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of like what's the best one I can think of. I've heard Uncharted was like nah. all right. Yeah, like very. The thing is, is that could have that didn't have to be Uncharted. Movie. Yeah, that's that could yeah. that could have been a different characters in yeah, the same movie it, like there was like honestly the one character was pretty like well adapt, adapt, uh, a well a good adaptation of that character but besides that yeah because uh, i i played a little bit of uncharted I, I played a lot of them and like the character that mark Wahlberg is supposed to be is supposed to be like an old dude with a mustache so my mark Wahlberg. here's my theory and i'll try to keep this fast but i think they hired mark Wahlberg, and they were like you're gonna be nate drake like the main character and then they ha- they signed him. Boom, you're going to be in Uncharted. And then they were like, you know what? We should get Tom Holland. We'll make him a young uh, Nate Drake. And then it's like, well, we already signed Mark Wahlberg. He's either the villain or he's makes, he, we make him Sully. I'm yeah. like, I think he could have pulled off a good uh, Nate Drake. But he's just uh, he, he just played Mark Wahlberg. So, like, he didn't really play a good Sully, in my opinion. Anyways, we can move on because that's yeah, not news. Uh, yeah, sorry. Get back to the Netflix Resident Evil. I hear it's not good. Um I hear Lance Redrick is the only like. Oh, saving. I didn't even know he's yeah. in it, and he's awesome. Yeah, yeah apparently oh. he like acts the shit out. I of bet it. you he will be one of our underrated actors. Yeah. yeah, but apparently the show is just not good. Doesn't really have anything to do really with Resident. Let's try Evil. to do something new. And yeah, it doesn't hit. It didn't work, and even the last movie that they did, Escape from Raccoon City, was like the closest I think that they've gotten. But they tried to like bring too many characters uh, in at once. Nah, I get that. So maybe in the next ten years we'll get a good Resident Evil, but. I'm not. We have lots of other stuff to keep us (laughs) occupied. Uh, I have one little thing as well. Uh, Furiosa, which is a prequel, I believe, to Mad Max Fury Road based on Charlize Theron's character. I know it's filming right now, and I saw an on-set picture of Chris Hemsworth, uh, and he looks awesome. He looks like big beard and like crazy like wasteland clothes. Like He looks like he'll fit right into the Mad Max. And that's... director yeah george, george miller, george miller nice. which he's got a movie out right now or it's coming out soon it's like three thousand years of wanting or something and i just yeah Elba. that's yeah, george miller yeah so like again i'm gonna see if i can try to see that yeah. when i start you yeah. Uh, yeah what's her name tilda swinton's in it correct yeah, yeah. and uh, it looked weird yeah it does look trailer. weird but it's george miller yeah. and like happy feet's good yeah. mad max is pretty good good director uh yeah it's kind of all i have though yeah, I don't really. Like, we could sit here and talk about like, oh, this person might be cast in this, but I'm yeah. I don't well, know. as we are right seeing, there. things get canceled and stuff, right. so we don't want to talk too much. And then, you know, it's all on record now. We just, and we're going to be wrong. It's better to just talk about shit we've seen, stuff that we actually have and our opinions, because yeah. our opinions can never be wrong. Exactly, we are film connoisseurs of the highest. Uh, so. Uh, you want to go first for stuff you've watched recently? You got a decent list? I got a decent list. Uh, yours is probably a little longer, but I'll start. I don't mind. Um, I We talked about it, I believe, on the last episode, but I watched Outlaw Season 2. Did you watch that? I started it, but like I found I need I should have watched Season 1. And I just watched yeah. Season 1, So too. there was, like... You just weren't really... Yeah, I wasn't in the flow. Oh, though. I was right in the flow. And so, well, I might just... I'll try to keep it spoiler-free. Yeah, sure. But... One, I I didn't love one of the ending parts, and I think it's I think it'll be done after season two. Like, oh, yeah. I have a feeling it'll be over. Um, but I liked it a lot. Like, you know, we like you even said like, oh, there's answers from season one we need. I don't think there's any more. Like, there's no. I think I'm okay with the story ending how it ends. Um, but there's one thing I didn't love, and we'll talk about it once you finish. Yeah, it. I need um, to. I'll have to watch season one so I'm yeah. in the groove. But overall, the show's really good, and Stephen Merchant does a great job, and he just like. Not carries the show still, but still is like that. Those great humor moments is just like his awkwardness, and like he's just so funny. Like he goes on a blind date, and I really like uh, 
what's the girl the cop like not the cop but uh oh they're they're, they're, they're yeah i love she's her great. she's great sure her she's really good in season two and like they go on a blind date but she's like obviously trying to help him so she's just like very like cl- clearly communicating how awful he is on this date <laughs> it's like a really it's really good it's it's a good season um i think i'll just kind of go overall I'll call the show 8.5 um convicts doing community service out of 10 uh, i like it a lot uh, again season two i think kind of left me with a oh well that wasn't my favorite ending but overall show's quite good so nice uh get into what i watched i watched the king on netflix it's like a netflix film i feel like um, you were watching that when i came over yeah last. yeah, yeah. I, had, I was like halfway through it um so it's like a, a film about uh king henry the fifth okay so it's about him taking power after his dad dies and like the conflict of him taking power and then they end up going to war with France. Okay. Uh, it's actually a really great movie. It's got um, Timothy Chalamet is the main guy. Right. Joel Egerton's in it. Robert I like Pattinson. Him. Sean like Harris. Him. Ben Mendelsohn. Nice, nice, uh, nice, it's, nice. <laughs> it's great and it's like a good, like you know sometimes when you're watching like old battle movies it's like very, um, not like realistic. Yeah. So it's like sensation, like you know guys like, yeah. Mowing through Aragorn style, like yeah, through, like a bunch like, of people, it, and it's it like it looks good, but it probably yeah, is not, it's not what happens. Yeah. This is a very realistic okay. feeling with like the people like mm, just slam into yeah. each other. And it's just people like trying to bash and, each other. And over we kind of need that now. Like we've got some good battle scenes out there. Like there's a couple yeah. like Game of Thrones scenes that stand out. It's like that feels real. It's yeah. gritty and like this one felt like this is exactly probably what it was like fighting in medieval times. Cool. It's just them bashing each other. Uh, it's directed by David Michaud. I might be pronouncing his name wrong. It's got a little asterisk on the O. Mi- Michaud. You should probably just stop there. David and just Michaud. Keep, I think you, should, you should just keep going. Anyway, he's Don't a, focus he's a, on the fact that you're trying to pronounce the name. Uh, he's not even French. He's from Australia. <laughs> See? Just keep sorry, going. Sorry. Um, he's a great director. He's done Animal Kingdom, the original, not the Netflix series, the okay. original Australian movie. That was really good. I checked that one out. And War Machine, which was another Netflix movie that kind of... Nobody really seems to saw it. It's about with Brad Pitt. It's about uh, a general coming in trying to take over the war in Afghanistan, okay. and like, how are we going to win a war like this? And it kind of basically shows like, there's nothing you can do. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, that one's really good. I suggest watching both of those on Netflix. Uh, yeah, I give that The King seven mud battles out of ten. Nice. Okay. Uh, I went to the theater and saw Nope, which was Jordan oh, Peele's yeah, movie about uh, aliens. Uh, it was good. I think I like Jordan Peele. I think this is only his third, actually. Or did he direct Candyman, do you know? No, I feel like he was like... Yeah, so I, I didn't watch that one, yeah. but I think I've seen uh, Get Out, and Us, and now I've seen Nope. Um, I like him a lot. I just feel like it's fresh, it's different, which you and I talk about, like, things, get, things getting a little generic and formula, for, formulaic or whatever. Formulaic? Formulaic. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Oh, we gotta stop talking about <laughs> words. Like, we're trying to sound smart. Uh... uh he kind of just breaks the mold. It just feels different. And, like, this was his version of an alien film. Um, and it just... I don't think I've seen a movie like it before. And there's a lot of alien films out there. You know what I mean? So, um, it is focused on, like, the farm characters. And it's kind of like... Like, these people train horses. And they... That's kind of their story. And it just kind of... The alien just happens to be, like, targeting them. Yeah. So, the alien... It's kind of like... It's kind of, kind of a spoiler, so I'm going to spoil Nope a little bit here, but the UFO itself is a being. Like, that is the alien. Okay. So, and then it disguises itself as a cloud. It's kind of like, that's what the cloud part of it is. Like, it looks like a cloud for a lot of it. And it's fucking cool, man. It's just, there's some scenes that just kind of, like, 
like not disturbing to watch, but like oh my, like oh, yeah, a little disturbing to watch. I guess it was like shocking and like tense, and it's 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 just good. There's like yeah, I, I'm sad that I missed it. I think you should. Probably... I think you would like it yeah. as well. Like the subplot is about this like TV show that's not really related to like the alien part, but it's just like. Then it is. It's crazy. It's actually really. I won't. Sorry. I'm getting. I'm getting way too into it. But I liked it a lot. I think you guys should check it out. It's. It's just kind of unique and it's not perfect. But um, I said nine out of ten, and I'll give it nine horse abductions out of ten. Oh, nice. Dun, dun, dun. Um. I watched. So we've been going to like uh, Valley Village mm. and like flea markets and shit. Just. Just for fun. Just like, Someone's getting old. <laughs> we went antiquing the last <laughs> Yeah, it was a lovely afternoon. Oh, yeah, I asked you. I was like, what'd you guys buy? Like, oh, nothing. Yeah, we can't afford that shit. Um, <laughs> you, know how much, you know how expensive antiquing is? So I was able to find, like, a bunch of DVDs of, like, shit that, like, I've always wanted to find. Like, Random uh, things. Good, the Bad, and the Weird, which I haven't watched yet, and I was, like, so happy to found that. I remember us talking about that years ago. Um, so my wife, she always told me about this movie, American Haunting. She's like, it's so good. So it was there, so we bought it, and she's like, oh, you know, don't judge me too much if this isn't good. And it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 2004, um, Donald Sutherland, Sissy Spacek, okay. uh, James D'Arcy. Yeah, I'm not um, running into it. I, I wouldn't people. either. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like based on this actual like legend of this the Bell Witch, and okay. like all the characters in the movie are based on people in real life. Okay. Yeah. But it kind of does a different play oh. on stuff i might know this film so it's like it's kind of similar in a way to like haunting of hill house where like the ghosts are like not like a physical like a ghost yeah like, you don't it, see it's them. like it's like something from your past or okay, like something yeah. that's haunting you okay it's yeah. kind of similar to that whereas like this girl is being haunted by something that happens to her okay which like it sounds like it'd be cool and it has a cool like concept but like the execution yeah, man, the execution doesn't hold up this i'll talk about three things that like bothered me like one <laughs> the scene where it's like supposed to be the super scary part where she's getting attacked and lifted up by her hair okay. and all of a sudden she gets starts getting oh, slapped yeah. in the face and the sound effects man are like the <laughs> and her face is moving back and forth it is the funniest fucking sorry thing you said ever. 2004 Two, uh 2005 okay so like old enough like yeah well they should have known they better should, like, don't put that sound effect in there uh, it was it's exactly like that. Well, uh, when you brought this up to me, I did have to ask you, is this a comedy movie? No, no, it was at that scene for me, <laughs> yeah, too. I found um, it funny. And for some reason, I don't know why they decided to do this, but they tried to show the perspective from what the ghost is seeing. So it's like going around the room, and it's like, it keeps going around the room. And like This one scene, it just circles them three times, and it's just the actors doing these like weird faces, like, oh, 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 is something above me? Did not work as well as, like, the Evil Dead did. Like, mm. in the Evil Dead, like, when the evil's, like, going after them, it, I don't know, it just worked. Well, and we talked on the last episode about Jaws, how even with the water, like, it does work. Yeah, this did not work <laughs> at all. And then there's this scene where it's, like, another, like, super tense scene where she's getting pulled up the stairs, okay. and it's like, what's happening? And then it just fades to black, and then it just cuts to the next day, and they're all just, like, well, doing their thing. They're, like, there's just no just comment. nothing. On. That's where, that's where, I, and I've seen these moments in movies, like, I feel like that's where they had something there, and it didn't work for whatever reason, and so they just, just like, cut, cut it. It just, it did not flow yeah. well for me. One of the actors got cut, or, like, they're, like, oh, that line doesn't make sense because we added this in later, yeah. you know, like. You know. Not worth seeing. Um, sorry, honey. <laughs> uh, if you're listening, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure you're not. Um, 
<laughs> I'd give it uh, four demon slaps out of ten. Ooh. Yeah. Four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, if you're gonna watch it, just I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. The slap scene. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, that's the part to watch. That, watch yeah. That's all you need to see out of the movie. Um, so I checked out Prey. You were talking about it last time. I, I went to went to check it out, and it's on Disney Plus. So I watched it. Um, I liked it quite a bit. You did comment on the. I don't know, the women's rights, yeah. the message being a little too strong. I actually think I might disagree. I didn't find it that bad. and I, Maybe because you said it, I was looking for a lot, mm. and then I didn't think it was too much. It was obviously there, but again, as a privileged white male, I found that I was okay with how much it was in there. But besides that, the movie was fun. It was just like, I think the concept was cool, Yeah, having it in the past and like how the predator sorry again, I'm going to spoil a little bit <laughs> having the predator's technology be more primitive than like the predator's technology that we've seen cuz they themselves are in the past yeah, makes sense and i like that idea yeah. um, i thought a lot of the fight stuff was cool and i th- thought i liked the fact that there was other predators in the movie like they had to fight the the, the lion yeah, yeah, and the bear and even like the, like the trappers too right yeah i liked it quite a bit i thought it was fun yeah, and they, uh, i loved that scene when they got fucked up yeah that was that was great that whole scene. Yeah. Oh, like when they're tied like, to the tree or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was by like, far. All those like French hunters. Yes, that was by up. far the best part. Yeah. yeah. So overall, I'm going to give it an 8. I'll give it an 8 badass dog sidekick out of 10. Oh, nice. That's a good yeah, one. Did you didn't I, get my tomahawk on a rope reference? Yeah, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to use the same <laughs> rating. And I did like that dog. I remember you said the dog was good. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought the dog was great, man. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'll say 8 out of 10. A good uh, canine ally. Uh, this is like... I'll just talk about it because we're just... Talk about shit. We're, we we're just talking. Yeah, you know. that's right. Go for uh, it. We watched both the Wayne's World, kind of like back to back. Man, those <laughs> movies are like still to this day. Even though I know when the jokes are gonna happen, I know exactly what the line's gonna be. They kill me every time. There's a there's something about watching a movie. A the nostalgia part of it, but then like you know, like how it just works in that time. Like, you know, you go watch Wizard of Oz. If someone released Wizard of Oz today, you could be like, what kind of movie is this? Yeah. You know, like, why would they release this? But then you watch it. It's like, oh, that's so amazing. You watch Wayne's World, like, this is so awesome. Well, and it's like, <laughs> since it's an SNL skit, it's allowed to be, like, Ridic- like just we- do- like, doesn't need to yeah, make like, any sense at all. Yeah. In the first one, when there's, like, the scene with the cop from Terminator. When <laughs> yeah. Have like, you seen great. this boy? And then in Wayne's World 2, when they're, like, lost and they're holding the map and then they bring it down, there's, like, a T-Rex there. Like, why is that in the movie? <laughs> but it just works and then they just don't talk about it ever again. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I know most people have seen Wayne's World. If you haven't, watch them both. I think... I, I don't know which one is better. I personally yeah. like both of them. It's not like the sequel. With a lot of comedy sequels, like the second one's not as good as the first one. It, I, this, the I, sequel holds up. Yeah, I really like them both. Um, I'd give them fucking nine excellence out of ten. Yeah, nice. <laughs> no, that's like Bill and Ted. Yeah, you're right. No, they say party time excellence. Shippy. Fuck, yeah. No, that Shippy's dude my car. Uh, what's Schwing. Schwing. Yeah, right, schwing. Sorry, yeah. Schwing. yeah that, we'll go with that. Nine schwings. Out of there ten. you go. We that's got better. there. Um, Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, came out on home release, and uh, as we do, I went and bought the Blu-ray and watched that, so I'll talk about that real quick. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, I believe we talked about it way back when it first saw it in theaters, but this is the time I bought it and rewatched it for the second time. Um, I liked it a lot. I won't spoil it too much, although I'm sure lots of people have seen it. Um, there's the Illuminati scene where you get a couple new characters, a couple old characters, uh, yeah, and they all have it. it uh, David's miming what happens to those characters, uh, but they do. It's it's a fun part. It's definitely the part that stands out to me as just being really good. Uh, but the movie's fun. Uh, I kind of see it as Marvel's version of a horror film, and Sam Raimi kind of steps in that place. And like again, Marvel's version. So like, there's not crazy bloody gore. It's not like 
children are not going to want to watch it. But there's moments that, like, a couple jump scares and a couple scenes where it's, like, like Scarlet Witch straight up looks like a zombie. So it has, like, a, like she's, like, sort of like a monster actually coming and trying to get them. It's quite good. Um, again, I'm a Marvel guy, so I don't need a lot. Uh, but I'll give it uh, seven and a half multiverses out of ten. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, again, I'm not going to say a lot of shitty stuff about Marvel films, but it was pretty decent. One day. Maybe you'll say something one day. Again, like, we'll That'd talk... be pretty bad, I would assume. Well, I'll talk about Miss Marvel in a minute, <laughs> I won't say... <laughs> um, going on to, like, movies that we found at Valley Village. Um, we picked up this movie called What's Your Number? It's like a rom-com starring uh, Anna Faris and Chris Evans. It's your typical rom-com, but it's fucking... Hilarious, man. Anna Ferris just nails it. Chris Evans is awesome. And I guess you gotta read like the cast who's in it. Like Anna Ferris, Chris Evans, Ed Bagley Jr., um, <laughs> Joel McHale, Chris Pratt, Zachary Quinto, Martin Freeman, Andy Samberg, Thomas Lennon, Anthony Mackey. Now the thing is, is I'm sure a lot of people listening don't know all those people, but I know all those people. <laughs> well, it's like most of the Avengers. Are <laughs> yeah, you're right. Movie, a lot of the know? Marvel people are in there. Um, and it's obviously gonna follow the same formula, like. You know, the, the, they they're friends, and then oh, they start getting feelings for each other, and then mm. something happens, and they fight, and yeah. oh, are they gonna get together at the end? They do. Oh, <laughs> as far as like uh, a chick flick, it's like good, man. Like yeah. her comedic timing is great. The chemistry between her and Evans is good. Um, I I suggest watching it. The best part for sure is the Andy Samberg sex scene. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, I think that that sounds funny enough. <laughs> I feel like uh, I've always liked uh, her, Anna Ferris, and I think with a movie like that, like if you have a cast like that, all those little parts are going to be good. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't you like it, right? Like, it's just going to be good the whole time? I yeah, guess? like, I, I feel like Zachary Quinto has five minutes of screen time, but he's great in it. Joel McHale is like... I'll never see him again the same uh, yeah. after this because of what he does in the movie. That's um, always fun. And yeah, Chris Pratt in a fat suit. It's, oh, it's oh, just it's really good. I suggest watching it. I give it oh six point seven five finger sniffing bosses out of ten. Finger sniffing bosses. That sounds so gross. <laughs> it is, man. It's I don't like so I want to watch that movie. Um, so I just kind of alluded to it. Uh, I've been watching Miss Marvel on Disney Plus as well. It's uh, I'm a little behind, and usually I'm pretty good at keeping up with these things. Um, but She-Hulk is out, but I don't want to watch that until I watch Miss Marvel first. So we're watching Miss Marvel. Um, I like it so far. I was kind of joking that I wasn't going to say great things, but uh, it's decent. I was I was telling you earlier, it has a lot of charm. Uh, I think like I just kind of compared it to like a like a Family Channel kids show. Like I do feel like this is a Disney plus Marvel show directed towards a younger audience where it, I mean not like like not like a family channel lame ass I don't want to watch this right now it has enough charm and like the one guy is obviously like my favorite character and he's like just like her buddy who they're clearly going to get together because they have a little crush on each other <laughs> kind of thing uh, so I'm not finished I'm not gonna actually rate it today but I do like it so far it's not my favorite but I'm happy to continue watching it kind of thing so and then I'm just going to chime in real quick because I only have one more small thing and then you can keep going. Uh, I've been watching Life in Pieces, yeah. which is a show just on Netflix, and you told me about it. Actually, uh, probably uh, over a year yeah, ago now at this point, a long time ago. And I just like never got around to it, and then uh, it's been on kind of randomly in the background here and there, and I've been, <laughs> one of those things like walking by, and I'm like, oh, that's on, and then all of a sudden I've watched three episodes, yeah. like, oh, I like that guy. So uh, it's pretty good. Again, I haven't really watched enough to rate it, but it's a 
good little show. Go check it out, people, if you need something fun to watch on Netflix. It's like a fun family drama. Yeah. Like, not drama, but like comedy. And the way they tell the story, I actually really like the style. It's like four small stories per yeah. episode. Yeah, you and see it, like what's going on with all the families. And like the one where it's like the dad like hypes up the girl on sugar and then like you see why she's crazy in the other episode. Yeah. Like why are you even say or in the other storyline? Stuff like that. I always like kind she of fun. to the one where the one little girl... She's not. She's a teenager at this point. Where she gets high. No, I oh, it's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, and it's so funny, like because me and my wife watch it all the time. So we were trying to figure out like which couple are we most. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Because like there's like different aspects of like all of them that make them like so good. Uh, yeah, I love that show, especially Jen. Is that the chick who plays Fawn? Yeah, yeah. Fawn Mascara. Uh, Colin Hanks's wife. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you good. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all I got. Uh, I watched um, the Babysitter. One and two, it's again. I just I guess I've just been watching a lot of Netflix films. Um, it's like it's a teen movie, black comedy kind of like over the top violence, but it's still funny. Um, it's directed by MCG Mick G. Mm. I don't know how you say. Do you know what he did? Uh, Charlie's Angels, Terminator Salvation. Oh, nice! Yeah, the one Sam <laughs> Sam Worthington, Christian Bale. Uh, it's funny. Every time you bring that up, everyone's like, "That movie sucks." Like, oh man, I, I like, yeah, it. I like, like that movie. <laughs> again, like, that's what you and I like. Went to movies like all yeah. the time. Well, that was the movie I've been waiting for. <laughs> for oh, yeah, like, I remember so us talking long. about this. Guy. We don't have to talk about Terminator yeah, yeah. right now. We're, we're, we're going down a, a wormhole here. Um, so it's just about this uh, kid who's getting babysat by his babysitter, obviously, and he wakes up in the middle of the night, and it turns out. She invites all these people over to try to sacrifice him to the devil so they can all get their wishes granted. Um, it was pretty good. Like, um, as far as, like, a teen movie goes, I didn't mind it at all. Robbie Emile was pretty fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy, he, he was famous from, like, uh, Vines. I don't know what his name is. He used to be King Bach. Is that a thing? I don't know what that I is. I don't know. Anyway, the first I'm not one. that young. <laughs> Vines were our time, weren't they? Yeah, but I don't know. We weren't on it. Um, first one was really good, and then the second one is like it's about the kid, and it takes place kind of like twelve years after, twelve, ten or twelve years after, like the original one, and um, nobody kind of believes him that this is what happened. So it's about him kind of dealing with that, and then they go away on this fun trip to kind of like get their mind off of everything. And then it turns out there's another group that's, like, trying to kill him again. And all the people he killed in the first one get brought back as, like, they get another chance by the devil to try to kill this kid. So that's he has to kill them all over again. Uh, it was good. I'd say, like, if you just want something to throw on that's, like, not nothing great but nothing terrible, uh, watch them both. And as far as, like, between first and second, like, I think as a true, like, as two of them, there are apparently gonna work on a third so there will be a trilogy but as far as like sequels like it was good i would suggest watching it i'd give it six and a half shirtless jocks out of ten and you'll say they're both equal kind of thing like yeah like i don't like they both get that rating yeah i'd say maybe i liked the second one a little bit more because there was a little bit more of ken marino in it Ken Marino. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so anytime there's some yeah. Ken Marino, <laughs> I always ridiculous. like it. And he's great as the dad, so I'd suggest watching that one. Uh, I got two more. Again, Netflix stuff. I guess I've just been watching a lot of Netflix, because that's just what's always on. Um, Archive 81. Okay. It's like a show about a guy who gets hired to like fix these uh, tapes that got excuse me, burnt in a fire. Okay. So it's about him like going back and digitizing it and learning about what this girl was documenting. And it's also told from her 
oh. perspective as she's documenting. Okay. So you get two different timelines going on at the same time. It's with one guy trying to figure out what's going on with what she's filming, and she's trying to figure out what's going on in this apartment she's at. And it has to do with like cults and like different dimensions and all that. It was great. And it's based on a podcast, apparently. There's a podcast, like three seasons worth of podcasts. That's the goal, hey? We gotta, yeah. get, a, we gotta so, get something based off of us. I don't know why there was no second season. It ended definitely oh, like needing... Where it should have. Yeah, definitely needing a second season. And it apparently got high from what I read, because I was just curious. When it first came out, a lot of people watched it, but then it dropped off. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't like a sustained amount yeah, of people watching least, it. Yeah. Which makes sense, because it's not a show. It's not like... Something you got to watch over and over again. That's so fair. you would watch uh, it and, and then, then move on. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. So Netflix opted not to Ooh. do it. So yeah. we'll never get to know what happened to it. Right, I'd give that one uh, eight uh, demon deity statues out of ten. Nice. And finally, rounding off the Netflix, I watched Day Shift. Oh yeah, you told me that the yeah. uh, new vampire killing movie looks fun and ridiculous. It is. Fun and ridiculous. It's not as good as I wished it would have been. Ah, uh, yeah. I feel like they were trying, trying to make it kind of like John Wickish and like set up like there's this whole world underground world of all these people who are vampire hunters and this is how this works and there's five different types of vampires like these are the different yeah, kinds. Yeah, and this is how, yeah, yeah. And they tried to fit too much shit into it. You can tell uh, they're trying to universe build because yeah, that's just I the move these days. The thing, yeah. But like some of those action scenes, man, were fucking great. There's cool. this scene where like. There's four guys in a house, and they're, like, massacring vampires. So as far as that goes... It's just like a, like we said, the prey. Like, that's the scene that stands out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you walk looking for, like, a all-right fucking vampire movie, check it out. I'd give it... I've been going to a lot of 6.5s. Let's go... 6.87. Uh, <laughs> pissed pants out of 10. You fucking bullshit rate system. <laughs> I, I don't even... do a lot of 6.5, so I just say 6.8. Well, because I like the action scene, so I'll give it a little more. Scott 7, man! <laughs> no, I'm not ready. I'm, it doesn't, it's not worthy of 6.87. 6. I stand uh, by that. Is that kind of all you... That's that's, that's the last thing that I've seen. Well, yes. That's the last thing that I have to report. That on. we're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Let's move into the main feature of the episode. Let's talk Shaun of the Dead. Um, it's... Uh, yeah, so it's... A, it's a zombie film, but it's a comedy, so I guess comedy horror in a sense. Yeah, I'd say so. Because um, it's very real zombies, like they're a little straight up in a zombie apocalypse. It's yeah. just a very funny movie. Fucking uh, Romero style. Zombies. Yeah, it's literally, the, the, the name is a spoof of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. So, And it's kind of a similar idea of Dawn of the Dead, the group of, peop- group of survivors of a zombie apocalypse go to a mall and kind of lock themselves in a mall, whereas Shaun of the Dead is about a group of survivors that decide to go like uh, hoard up in a pub yeah so it's uh from 2004 it's directed by edgar wright written by edgar wright and simon Pegg. and yeah essentially like what i said it's about uh, a guy named sean he's just kind of an everyman Uh, he's kind of having relationship problems with his girlfriend and that's kind of how it starts and then the zombie apocalypse breaks out and it's about him and his small group of survivors trying to stay alive yeah, I had first heard about this movie from uh, our mutual friend back, I mean, this obviously would have been 2004, so I don't even know how yeah, old we would have been then. Well, I would have been 12, oh, which Jesus. is fucking crazy. <laughs> anyway, he was uh, on a flight because he's British. Well, he's Canadian, but it's... Uh, just to be clear, anyone can fly, <laughs> not just the British. Well, they got all their money. 
you know, <laughs> the British people with their money. Um, so yeah, he's a Canadian who was going to England, um, and he happened to catch this movie on the flight, and he's like, "Oh man, you got to watch this," because his dad being British, he's the one who first introduced us to The Office, like right. the original BBC yeah. one, and that kind of like spurred a lot of stuff for me personally. Is like the kind of comedy that I like, and he's like, "You gotta watch it. It's the like, you have to watch Shaun of the Dead. This is like one of the funniest movies ever." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Shut up, Ryan." <laughs> and then I watched it, and I, I really think this movie changed the way I view movies forever. Yeah, um, I remember when you guys showed it to me, and like there was one part I remember they had a lot of f words at one part, and they had to like censor that, yeah. and like even that in itself made us laugh. And like I think one of the things I, I kind of wrote down when I was watching it is. This movie fit our style of comedy so much that every joke hits. But then I kind of realized, like I said, I was like 12, you would have been 13. And then, you know, by the time we got it, 14, 15, 16. Like, this movie helped shape our, like, style of comedy. Yeah, it's Like, we grew up watching this, referencing this, quoting this all the time. I also think it really kind of made me care about who directs a film. Oh, yeah. And so I'm going to top it in there. Edgar Wright, um, his first... This is... We've seen his show that he made before this film, but this was our first exposure to him, and this is his time making a feature-length film, I believe, anyways. Um, and he just establishes his style, and that's yeah. kind of why you said that is... Like, right out of the gate. Yeah, like, you see it, and you're like, oh, man, like... And I have one thing, one word written down, like, timing. Yeah. His timing is just well, excellent. Even his, like, scene transitions, like, when it, like, it's, like, the very fast, like, cuts of the toast. And, yeah, like, the jam the, on the toast. Yeah, the, like, the drawer, the milk, the tea. Yeah, like, the, yeah. You don't need to have that cut in there, but putting it in there just makes it so much flow so much smoother. And I believe it was our first episode when we talked and you watched the documentary, Sparks Brothers, yeah. whatever. And you even said, like, Edgar Wright's style is in the documentary. Yeah. Because he has a style, he establishes that. Uh, and one thing. Baby Driver, which is a film maybe we will have an episode about later, but Edgar Wright as well. And that whole movie is pretty much about timing. Mm -hmm. Like, the songs, the way the soundtrack fits in there. And, like, I just feel like this is kind of, like, a little taste of that. Like, like, like Edgar Wright getting that style. And then, like you said, now we care about who directs a film. And, like, clearly Steven Spielberg. But we were not young or old enough to, like, appreciate that. Yeah. Whereas, like, I, we don't care who directs jo or, uh, Jurassic Park. It's just a good movie. And I wouldn't even say that, like... Spielberg has, has a style. style. No, you're right. Whereas Edgar Wright clearly does. Yeah, you know, and like you know, when you're watching a Tarantino film. Too, yeah, like that's a good example of Tarantino. Yeah, something like you just you could watch like ten minutes of this movie and, and just know that this is this director and this is how he directs all of his stuff. Uh, yeah, so I'm just gonna keep going. Uh, this movie does star Simon Pegg, and he is the guy who plays Sean, and he wrote it with Edgar Wright as well. Um, I mentioned briefly we saw the show they created before this. It's called Spaced. We were talking about it before we started recording today. Uh, brilliant show. You can tell when you watch that that they were almost leading up to a film like this. Like they even have a zombie episode, I think, or moments at least that like yeah that, like, that one that all one scene or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a great show, and you guys should check that out as well. It definitely has Edgar Wright's style there too. Um, but yeah, so Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright write this. Nick Frost is in this as well. He plays Ed. He's like the best friend. Um, and then Kate Ashfield, I don't really know her from anything. She plays Liz. Um, Lucy Davis, she's in The Office, the, the original British version of The Office. She's in Wonder Woman as well. And then uh, Dylan Moyen, I believe is his name. He plays David. And then Bill Nighy, which yeah. is always fun. And I always like kind of forget he's in it, but he, like he's like a, a legit established British actor. Yeah. It, was, it was cool of him to like just kind of like show up as this like asshole. And he's like, yeah, like, you kind of hate him. Yeah, <laughs> but you also don't by the well, end. Of the by movie, the end, right? yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and so really, this is kind of like our first exposure to Edgar Wright, first exposure to Simon Pegg as well, and Nick Frost. Um, but Simon Pegg kind of blew up. Um, yeah. He went on to, to act in a, a ton of stuff. They both did, really. He got Star Trek. Yeah, he's Scotty. Um, he is literally it, The Boys, which we've talked about. I'm sure listeners know of The Boys. When they, they made The Boys the comic, they based uh, Huey on Simon Pegg. So if you look at the comic, he looks like Simon Pegg the whole time. So, like... I mean, they got big. And, and actually, this is kind of a fun fact, but Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg were invited to be in Land of the Dead because George Romero liked this movie so much. So at one part in Land of the Dead, there's people taking pictures with zombies, and it's Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Is it Edgar Wright or is it Nick Frost? No, it's Edgar Wright. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, Even yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this movie is like... The script is just clean and trim. Like, there's nothing in this movie that doesn't need to be there because everything in this movie that's written, like comes up again later you know like the whole movie is essentially foreshadowed at the one part when they're drinking so if you listen to the speech between ed and sean that i don't want to butcher because i don't have it exactly yeah i kind of remember but they give the whole plot of the rest of the movie they essentially say like a bloody mary in the garden in the morning and like that's like the first zombie they encounter is a girl named mary who ends up being bloody in their garden and then a couple of shots at the little girls or little princesses or something which is essentially like uh going to liz's and then killing the zombies there because they kill because you like wax yeah zombies they get philip before that though don't they Oh, the pop at the king's head or yeah, something. Pop at the king's oh, head. that's you're right. Yeah. They say that, and then it's uh, and then boom, back to the bar for shots, and the movie ends with them shooting a gun at yeah. the bar, right? So, uh, so much foreshadowing. Um, there's like certain things that are said, and like you said, like nothing is wasted. Like they say a line, and okay, that was kind of a, a line or whatever, but then it comes back. So um, Pete, who's Sean's uh, roommate, says to Ed, "Is like, why don't you go live in the shed?" and End of the movie. Yeah. Ed's living in the shed. Oh, and even like uh, Ed to what is it? You just said Pete. Pete. Yeah. Pete. He says, <laughs> "Next time I see you, you're dead," which is true because the next, next time, time he sees him, him he's he dead. Uh, the front door being open, so he's like, yeah. Pete, Pete's pissed about the front door being open, and then they're like, while they're watching the news report, he's like, "Make sure all all doors are like secure," and they look up, like, "Oh no, they know the front door's open." No, the zombie walks yeah. in. Like it all comes back around. Like it's just. Like I said, clean, like, it's lean, and everything that needs to be in there is in there, and it's perfect. And it's just a good example of Edgar Wright's writing style, and, like, I mean, I always appreciate when someone writes and directs something. To me, it just means, that means a little more, but, like, has that a little more of a personal touch? Well, because it's... It's theirs? It's theirs. Like, Nope. Yeah. I brought up Nope earlier. Yeah. Like, that's... It's directed. Yes, exactly. Uh, one that stands out, and I think we should have a talk about this one day, but Tropic Thunder, like... One of my favorite movies of all time. Like, Ben Stiller writes and directs it. Like, that's his movie, right? We'll, like, we'll definitely talk about yeah, that Yeah, so uh, when someone writes and directs something, you get their feel. And that's what kind of David's saying is this script is just so brilliant. Um, there's so much foreshadowing and then callbacks as well, which I guess is the same thing. But one more thing. Uh, Ed's playing the game at the beginning and he goes, oh, he's like, top left. And then Sean's telling him how to play. Sean's like, top left. And he's like, tells him, reload. And he goes, oh, nice shot. And then later at the bar, when Sean has the gun, yeah. Ed says the exact same thing to Sean. Top left, reload, nice shot. Like, even that, where it's like, sure, like the front door opens, the plot device of the zombie gets in the house. But like, this isn't, it doesn't matter, but it's still there. It's yeah. just their, it's their relationship. It's just about that, I don't know, about that friendship, I guess. Uh, and actually, I'm maybe just going to trans, go ahead. Uh, 
what's the word? Segway. No, I'm going to go segue <laughs> into my other. Uh, transition is the word <laughs> I was like, I couldn't figure out that word for some reason. Uh, just about this movie I found. So I kind of mentioned Sean is having relationship problems and the movie starts off with them talking about their relationship. They almost break up and then the next day they do break up pretty much and then as he wakes up in the zombie apocalypse, one of like his first important things is to go get his ex-girlfriend, even though they're broken up. So the movie's not really about the zombie apocalypse. It's kind of about this friendship or this relationship, sorry, between Sean and Liz. But then I realized it's maybe more about the friendship of Sean and Ed because, I mean, it's kind of about both. And yes, the zombie apocalypse is still happening. I just really like the fact that the zombie apocalypse is kind of happening in the background. Yeah. Like you could also have this movie... Without the zombies, I guess. You, you could have a good friendship movie or a good relationship movie. It just is hilarious because it's happening yeah. during the zombie apocalypse, right? And I really did like that. It's just kind of like, I don't know, like the first, I think it's like the first whole first day that Sean has. All these signs of a zombie apocalypse are yeah. happening around him and yeah. he just doesn't realize. And I actually have that written here too of like the world he lives in they're kind of already zombies. Everyone's at the store at the beginning yeah. and they're all walking. That, that, like, that first scene when it's like the opening titles, I'm pretty sure, yeah. kind of just shows that like, yeah, our life is kind of fucking monotonous. And he doesn't kind of notice. So, yeah. yeah. That's how shitty your life is, is you don't even notice when <laughs> the zombie apocalypse When he walks up and he's like, <laughs> he's just yawning. <laughs> well, the cool thing too, I noticed um, when I was watching it again, um, just the amount of people that are in the movie that are from Spaced. Mm-hmm. Is, it's always mm-hmm. nice when you get to see. It's like Tarantino... Or a lot of actors, or a lot of directors. Yeah, probably, like right? to bring in people that they've worked with before. Yeah. So there's a bunch of characters from space that are in this, like um, Sean's friend. What's her name? I don't know. What her... In this, yeah, Yvonne. Yvonne. <laughs> yeah. Sean. There's a scene where like they're like two friends who I think went to school together. Yeah, or yeah, something. yeah. I haven't seen you yet. Yeah, and then there's the one scene where they end up <laughs> meeting up with their like group of survivors, and each one is exactly the same as the <laughs> other group. The same so group they, yeah. As they're walking past, each person is saying like "hello, hello" at the same time, and everyone's grunting as they go past. <laughs> it's just great filmmaking, and like Martin Freeman's in there too. Yeah. A nice little thing, and. The girl from Episodes, if anyone's um, seen that, I don't know her name, but she was also in Black's Book, or Black's Books, yes, that's another one, um, and the guy from, you said, Little Britain? Little Britain, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff, he's I'm, in, I'm uh, just a sucker for cameos, too, they had Tires, Matt the, Lucas is his name, the uh, bike courier, yeah, Tires, exactly, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's like an Easter egg, like, we can't even tell you about it, because you guys have to go watch Spaced, yeah. but, which you should definitely, if you like this movie yeah if you guys watch this you like it you like try to find space at least watch a couple episodes it's the same kind of humor but even more pop culture so it's like a show made for us i think well and it's this because this is essentially their zombie episode whereas like this is focused on zombie stuff whereas they have every episode it can be a different episode like they have a matrix episode yeah like things like that right yeah um one thing i do like is the way he does blend the horror and comedy feels this could be a comedy movie or it could have been a horror movie. Like, he could have gone either way, but he does a very good job of blending both. Yeah, and even... Like, like, you're laughing while someone's getting eaten. Like, to be honest, again, we're... Fuck spoilers, but when David... Like, David's death? Yeah. Like, that's a brutal... Oh, yeah, man. gruesome death <laughs> like, scene. But then his arms and his yeah. legs fall off, which is hilarious. But, but we just saw someone being... Like, one of our main characters being eaten alive. Like, it's a good... He does a good job, man. It's like... Well, and popping it, that genre. Yeah, right. and it also hits, like... The, when Sean's mom gets bit, and he's, like, forced to, like, have to, like, shoot his mom. Like, that's a heavy scene, yes. man. Yeah. And it's, like, acted, like, well. Like, th- that... That scene needs that weight, and they... They bring it to us. I would say the end too with uh, with Ed. Yeah, like, and I'm a sucker for like 
those friendship moments. <laughs> but like, it's like, we, I don't know, like when he apologizes to him, he's like, why are you sorry? He's like, guys, I yelled at you outside. You know, like he's yeah. obviously still thinking about that while his friend's dying. Yeah. He doesn't want to like let it end that way. Yeah, it's like a, a nice nod to like, you know what, like dude's relationships are important too. Like, you, you don't want to see your buddy die and like, how shitty it would be in that situation to have to like say goodbye to your friend, you know, and like they end on a fart joke, which is just perfect because like <laughs> what else are you gonna do when you're saying goodbye to your friend? You gotta break the tension a little bit. Well, and like we uh, we mentioned about like how this kind of this helped establish our humor as as like people, but uh, some of the lines, like the humor is just spot on. Where so when they're talking about what they're going to do and he's like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to go to Liz's, make sure she's safe. And he, and then Ed's like, why are we going to see Liz? And Sean's like, because I still love her. And Ed just has this moment of like, all right, gay. <laughs> and it just is like, so like the timing of that joke, the context of it. And then at the end, when he's saying goodbye, Liz is like, goodbye, Ed, I love you. And then Sean's like, I love you too, Ed. And as they're like saying their goodbye, Ed's like, like Ed's dying, turning into a zombie. And he's like, oh, gay. Like that same, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, it makes sense for the character. And then, like, I mean, like, that's kind of what our friendship turned into. Yeah. Like, if, you, if I said that to you, you'd probably literally yeah. say that right back to me, you know. The amount of times we probably said that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, in that's that right. exact, like, British accent, too. Um, I do think there's a moment when he's... Uh, oh, yeah, you kind of mentioned when Ed kind of explains their... Pl- he's kind of talking to Sean, now that he was dumped, what we should do tomorrow. And that's when he says, we'll do Bloody Marys, some shots, go to the little princesses, and then whatever, go back to the bar. Um in that part, he has this speech. He's like, look, he's like, I'm not going to tell you. There's plenty of other fish in the sea. I'm not going to tell you. You're like, I don't know. You're better off without her or whatever. He's like, and I'm not going to sit here and bombard you with cliches. <laughs> but like, that's what he does yeah. as he's telling him that. But even like when, like literal seconds, like, it's not the end of the world. And then the zombie yeah. hits the glass. Like the timing of that was like perfect yeah, too. Uh, I actually, I'm pretty sure I put that in your wedding speech. I was, I said something along the lines of like, look, David, I'm not going to tell yeah, you how you like that. I'm yeah. not going to bombard you. I thought that was a good callback. Um, but yeah, like, and then like, and he's like, I don't like, he does like three cliches and then I'm not going to bombard you with cliches and, and, and pff, it's not the end of the world, which in itself is a cliche. Yeah. And then you see a zombie hit the window again. The timing in the script is just so well done. Yeah. It's a good start to the trilogy of movies that they ended up making. And again, like we, I think we should talk about them eventually. We'll, we'll go through all like the three, but they have similar jokes and like the timing and again, they have a similar feel to it. Like it's an unofficial, I say unofficial trilogy because different characters, different stories. Again, this one's red because it's horror. The next one's more like a buddy cop film. Mm-hmm. The third one's more of like a sci-fi type. Well, I won't, halfway through. <laughs> uh, but uh, it does. It, it just establishes that feel and those and those themes and stuff. And having Simon Pegg and Ed, uh, Nick Frost as the two main in, in all three movies does help too. But And it just kind of goes to show how good like British humor can be. Cause yeah. Like, and, no, that's what I was like, not brought up on, but I was definitely like exposed to it. Like, I think all of us growing up watched Mr. Bean. And we all thought there was like hundreds of episodes, but I think there's like 20. Yeah. Like it's very small. Like yeah. that, I mean, he doesn't say anything, but that's still British humor. And Monty Python I watched as a kid growing up. And it helps. I know your dad particularly likes that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. I feel like, honestly, I don't know. I, I kind of, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I think I watched Life of Brian like at your house. Like that's Probably. where I first watched it. Whereas like Holy Grail I'd seen a lot of. And like, like you said, Mr. Bean and stuff like that. So... This yeah. just kind of helped a, maybe a new generation of British humor. It definitely helped solidify it for me, being like, okay, this is like a level above, because I don't even know what, what would have been like the popular 2000, what was this, 2004, 
four. What would have been like the American I don't know, Mad TV or something? Yeah, I don't know. Not good. I just feel like this is a good level of British humor. It's very relatable, and you know, it's kind of it kind of plays on zombie movie cliches. Like I'll actually talk about this right now, but like <laughs> it, they're they're like they're like talking, and it's like, are there any zombies out there? And he's just like, hey. Don't say that. And he's like, what? He's like, this is Edward. It's like, why not? It's like, that's ridiculous. Like, they're kind of commenting on the fact that no one calls them zombies in zombie movies. Like, we all relate to that. So it's not like British humor that we, like, we, we get it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, it helps us get it that it's talking about stuff that's topical. I might have to um, eat crow. Oh, <laughs> what did you do? Some good. Oh, uh, you're like you're talking, shitty <laughs> American. Well, comedies. I looked up like best uh, American comedy movies in 2004, <laughs> and they like gave a, me like box office performances. Uh, Dodgeball. It's 2004. Do- oh, yeah. what a good movie Anchorman. Too. Yeah, Mean Girls. Uh, mean Girl. Yeah, yeah. You suck. Yeah. Sorry, but <laughs> it's okay. You can eat crow, and I appreciate that you said that. Yeah, Meet um, the Fockers too. I never really got into those. That one, uh, I like Ben Stiller. Yeah. It's not anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, but yes, American was still doing good at that yeah. point. Um, going back to the script of this one, though, uh, one of the things I, I like is we kind of talked in the last two movies that we focused on with Jurassic Park and Alan Grant and then Jaws with Chief Bro- Brody. Chief Brody. Yeah. Um, Sean is not really the perfect hero that we've been used to so far. No. <laughs> like, Sean is this kind of, not kind of shitty, but very everyman. Like, his little mistakes fuck up, and he, even when he's, like, he, he finally grabs the flowers for his mom, and then he's at his girlfriend's, and he's like, oh, yeah, these are for you, and, like, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't even work, yeah. right? Like, well, just, yeah, even, like, you know, when you watch, like, a zombie movie, when they have guns, and they're just mowing down zombies, like, he's missing, like, I think he maybe kills one zombie, <laughs> yeah. which makes sense, because it's a dude just picking up a gun and just trying to do something. Well, and, like, the whole, like, exactly, and then he's like, does anybody have, like, I don't know, that's just, it's just a good scene, the whole part. Like, anybody have any good experience? He's like, Ed, yeah, besides, like, what did Ed do? He's like, oh, he shot his sister. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's good, and, like, um, I just feel like I realized it's actually a little low budget in the sense of they only had, like, three or four locations. Yeah, like, was, I think they're was... filmed at like three different apartments. There's like Sean and Ed's apartment, Liz's apartment, their mo- her mom's apart or place, and then like the pub. <laughs> yeah, and then this, yeah, a little bit on the streets here and there. Yeah, and then I feel like all their budget was spent on the last five minutes when the army shows up yeah. and just like mows down all these zombies. Well, it only had a budget of six million dollars. So. Oh wow! Yeah, well, it makes sense. Like yeah. I said, it feels low budget. Yeah. Like you know, you write. Well, like we can film in the streets here and there, and then I have an apartment, you have an apartment, she has an apartment. There's yeah. our location, yeah. and I get one pub to agree. Right? Well, it just shows you don't need a massive budget to make gold. Yep, like fried yeah. gold. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, no, you just you need somebody who has like a great script and a director who like knows what they want, and you can you can we can still make good movies. Well, Not I'm, we, but like we as. We as people. people. Uh, going back to the practical effects that we've been so happy about and so focused on with the last couple of films, too. This one, you can see it. Like, a lot of these are practical zombie effects. Yeah. And, I mean, that obviously looks really good because we, we don't even have to talk about that. We know those <laughs> look good. So, um, I, if I could take a moment to talk about a couple shots I liked, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. uh, I just noticed, I was telling David, as we watched these films, I ended up just writing down certain shots of things that, like, things that stand, certain shots that stand out of, like, that was good. I like that. Um, so just a couple here. When they see Mary in the garden in the morning, that Sean kind of pushes her over and she falls and then, like, she has, like, a big hole in her stomach. And as she, like, stands up off the, like, pipe thing, the shot of her standing up, Ed and Sean are framed, like, perfectly in the stomach hole. It's really, it's just, like, a cool shot. Um, 
when they meet the other group that David kind of met earlier, they kind of like meet up as they're both like on the run or whatever to go into their hideouts and the groups are the exact same and they have like this shot of them both walking by the cameras and it's like the first like, hello, okay, hey. And it's like, I don't know, I don't want to describe it over a podcast, but uh, it just, it works really well as the group is meeting each other. It's really funny. Um, there's one in particular, I've always liked this scene of when he's like, are there any zombies out there? And it's like a shot of the mail slot. And uh, Sean's actually just like looking straight. And he's like, I don't see any. He like looks left. He's like, yeah, there's none out there. And then he looks right. He's, oh, nope, there they are. And it's just like so fast of like, I think we're in the clear. And then like, oh no, they're literally right yeah. there. All it's I just, have to do is look the other direction. And again, I, I think all, most of these things just boil down to timing like the editing and edgar wright's script and like just the way they do it like yep. and i guess with an editor and uh, director writing your script and then it's your lead actor writing the script like it's you're just there's definitely they had a vision and they exactly it. yeah yeah uh i guess i'll just talk about uh my favorite scene sure you got anything else you wanted to add about uh no just a couple scenes i liked so i might just cut say a couple there's the the standoff in the bar when uh, it's after that emotional scene where he has to kill his mom, and then David says something fucking lame, and then Sean, like, kind of puts a bottle to his neck, and then Ed puts a bottle to his neck, and they have, like, this tense mode of, like, a standoff, and just I just found it really funny. The the, the pacing again, the timing, and then he's like, he's like, I charted a count. He's like, I'm not charting a count. He's like, yeah, well, you look like one. And then Ed's like, yeah. And then, like, he grabs the corkscrew, and then after he gives his bottle to Diane, whatever, I thought that was really good. And then uh, the shot of him going to the store. I feel like there's something to be said with that. It's that shot of you see him in the morning and he's kind of like lazily walking to the store and all these things happen. And then like the next morning he does the exact same thing, but the world is in a zombie apocalypse. And it's just the yeah. difference of like he kind of what we said where he doesn't notice he's in a zombie apocalypse. And the shot is the exact same as the morning before. And the only difference is he grabs the Diet Coke instead yeah, of the regular yeah. Coke. And the Cornetto. That's right, and he grabs. That's right, he grabs the cornetto. So, uh, yeah, and the one last thing, the David character, his nickname is Daffs, and we're gonna try that for you. New nickname. I don't like it. Daffs. <laughs> he is literally the worst character in the that, whole film. That's why it's you. You're the worst. I'd rather be called Philip. Thank you very much. Um, my favorite scene is. Um, the mom is when they're going through the backyards. Oh, she's like, I think and Jeff and Diane. Yeah, the mom thinks, whatever, yeah. like her neighbors are there or something shit. So then she, you hear her scream off screen and then Sean jumps in and then he has to start fighting this really tall zombie. He doesn't really have a weapon. He's like, I need something. So the girls like throw him this, it's a tennis ball on a stick. <laughs> it's so And they throw too. it to him and he grabs it. He's like, yeah. He starts <laughs> swinging it like a flail, right? <laughs> yeah. And he goes and the tennis ball just bounces off the guy's head. He's like, no, that's rubbish. <laughs> And they're like, no, 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 you gotta stab, you gotta they're stab. Both off, just, like, they're both off to the yeah. side, like, yeah. and he just flips it around all badass, and he impales the guy. Just the, the <laughs> fucking tennis ball, just bouncing off Buddy's head, being like, no, that's rubbish. And then, like, putting it down, it's just, yeah, like, that to me is the bar of comedy. Just because how, it's like this intense scene, and, and like, again, you've like, seen, like, somebody, like, <laughs> whipping and, like, taking a zombie's head out, he tries it, because obviously he's a guy who grew up yeah, watching yeah. movies, right? And just, like... No, that's not going to work. Well, there's that... I kind of mentioned, like, this movie could... Ju- it could just be a horror film. So if this was a horror film, whatever weapon he would have grabbed would have worked. Yeah. And it, like you said, it would have knocked the head clean off. Yeah. And they would have like, no, that's rubbish. <laughs> and, like, 
I think there's one thing to say. Like every time Sean, pretty much every time he kills a zombie, there's a cool move. Cool, yeah, like, yeah. Because you, that if you're gonna fight a zombie, you're gonna swing your. Yeah, like, all cool. I say Sean's not the perfect hero. He's still a pretty good hero. I think he's probably the most relatable person. A very relatable hero. You know, you're I right. feel like we'd all probably do the same thing in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Because you, you'd be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna start swinging stuff around, all cool and whatnot. But uh, my favorite scene is a scene. <laughs> Once Ed and Sean realize they're zombies, again, it's kind of that part where he's like, I have to go see Liz. Um, they're sitting there and they're planning their idea. They're planning their, their, their day kind of thing. They're like, hey, we have to go get Liz. Or for, I think it's go save the mom is the first thing. It's yeah. like, Philip got bit or whatever. It's like, we're going to go to my mom's. Um, then we're going to go get Liz. And he's like, why do we got to get Liz? And he like, tells him. And then he's like, then we're going to come back here, have a cup of tea and the way for us to all boil over and they have like a nice plan and he's like wait he's like, we can't come back here like the window's broken the door's broken there's like zon- dead zombies there he's like all right we'll go to liz's and then they like recap their plan and it just gets shorter and shorter and a little more funny so the first time it's like we got to go kill philip and it's like i'm so sorry philip and they kill him and then the second time it's like kill phil and then it's like uh sorry phil and they kill him and then it's like they're like like no we can't do that it's like i can't smoke at liz's and like that's like the main reason he's like he's like Okay, where can we go that's safe and fortified? And Ed's like, well, where can we smoke? <laughs> and then they're like, they, they get their idea, like the Winchester. It's like, go to mom's, kill Phil. And it's like, sorry, they just kill him. And they're like, get Liz, come back here, have a pint, wait for this to all boil over. Just like the repetition of the scene is, again, like the timing. It's just so fucking funny how it does it over and over. And Sean's like, shit-eating grin at the end when he has like his yeah, pipe like wait for this to all boil over the plan's always gonna work perfectly. yeah the plan is perfect and then the first thing they show up to the mom's house and they obviously don't kill philip like <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't work at all it goes to shit right at the start <laughs> when they go to liz's all three of them come with them like yeah. it just it's it's again it's a perfect example of an edgar wright comedic scene that just is firing on all cylinders yeah i would highly recommend watching this movie if you haven't seen it or heard of it watch it it's a great great comedy film that is also about zombies and it doesn't feel like zombie heavy it doesn't feel like you've seen it before well if you have it's because they're showing it in a humorous light yeah. it just works like yeah it just they're kind of like making fun of the zombie tropes slightly you know all right are you ready to rate it anything else you want to say about it nope i'm good <sighs> We didn't actually talk about what we were going to rate it, so I want to see if we're going to use the same. Oh, you go first. I'm going to give it nine and a half cricket mallets out of ten. Ooh, yeah. okay. 9.75 meat pies out of ten. Meat pies. <laughs> you want to know why? Because there's no I in team, but there is a die in meat pie and meats of the anime team. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Which, like, one thing I... Is, I thought you were going to say yeah, anything well, else. You know how like Ed keeps answering his cell phone from the guy new. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the it's, it's the, the kid at the store. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, he's like, he's like, I only got a five on me. He's like, no, he he ain't got enough for yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which like I only picked up on this last. Yeah, time actually, I was gonna say that too. Uh, there's another part that I really, like, we're just gonna keep talking about <laughs> when he's talking to that kid, yeah. and he's like, I thought it's not a social gathering, and then it's like Sean Liz, yeah, and the phone so just cool. comes in. Yeah, it's just so good, man. Like, like you said, the script. There's nothing wasted in the script. It's, no. Like, and like I said, firing on all cylinders. All there for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay, so uh, let's talk underrated actor of the episode. Uh, underrated actress of the episode. Ah. We're going to switch it up this time, talk about Catherine Hahn. Um, now, the thing is, is I brought this up to David kind of recently when we were talking about actors, and I feel like she is on the barrier of not being underrated. I think she is on her way to being a star. 
literally she's going to get her own show from Marvel, which we talked about last time. Uh, Agatha, she kind of she played Agatha in WandaVision. Um, but yeah, Catherine Hahn is the actress. She is primarily a comedic actress, I'd say. But I've seen her in a couple things she's dramatic in. Um, I will bring up Parks and Rec. Uh, she plays a character named uh, Jennifer Barkley. And her acting style, her character, it just fits in the world of Parks and Rec so well. And we both like Parks and Rec. Yeah, I would, and like she's the character who you're supposed to like not like. She's well, at the of, beginning, she yeah. comes, almost comes in as an antagonist, yeah. like to the political like storyline. But she's still like nice and like <laughs> likes the person she's supposed to be going against. Like she's can separate business and personal life. I think it is the first episode when she's like in their booth. Yeah, she's like she yeah. like knew she their buy, face. buys them breakfast and <laughs> yeah. all that shit. Uh, she's like they don't have an espresso machine here. Oh yeah, I bought them one. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Parks and Rec. Uh, she stands out as like one of the best guest stars i would say yeah uh, i think i feel like that's why they keep bringing her back when that happens um but she's in a ton of things um she is actually in anchorman which we talked about uh, her role is very small but even that role it kind of just like she stands out as being kind of funny in like a role where really like christina applegate is the yeah. one the one actual female character in that movie stepbrothers i'd say she does <laughs> she definitely stands out well one. like she, i think it's Part of the, like, the extent... I don't know if it's in, like, the regular cut, but when she's, like, fucking him at, at the Thanksgiving dinner, I'm pretty sure it's, like, the home release, like, oh, extended yeah. cut. She's just, like, banging John C. <laughs> Riley like, at the dinner. It's just so funny. I love just picture her, like, on the... Riding him on the year. Like, <laughs> yeah, when she goes, <laughs> when she, yeah, at the end, yeah. just puts her leg up. Yeah. So funny, man. It's cool. She's also in um, We're the Millers. She talks about how she has a wide set vagina heavy <laughs> flow. Um, this is where I leave you. She's not super oh. funny in that. It's a great movie, though. But it is a good movie. That's yeah. She has a bit more of a dramatic role because yeah. she, she can't give can of babies, I think yeah. is what her thing is. Yeah. Um, but again, like anything she in, she just nails out the park. And you guys, again, you listeners, you probably know her, whether it's from parks or it's from WandaVision or whatever. Like She's on the rise. She's a good actress. I feel, uh, oh yeah, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, she plays Doc Ock, which, uh, animated film, but uh, a lot of people like it, and she does great, does a good job in it, and then, um, already a brother, she kind of, <laughs> she's Paul Rudd's, like, ex, but, uh, <laughs> she's funny in that too, with, uh, TJ Miller, <laughs> it's like, uh, she's like, you're not getting the dog, and, like, he just goes and grabs the dog, I don't know, that's a good movie too. I haven't watched it in a long time. She's also, uh, gonna be in the new Knives Out sequel? Nice. Prequel? I don't know, if it's just set in the same... Oh, yeah, so just Daniel Craig is going to be reprising his role. Oh, no one else? No. Oh, I don't mind So that. it's just going to be the det- detective. It's kind of like uh, Hercule Poirot. I believe that's the <laughs> character I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, the dude from, like, Death of the Nile. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> you got to work on your name. You're, at the very least, you're a quote-unquote French. Hey, we're by the here. Are we? Yeah. Are you? Et tabernacle <laughs> Sorry for uh, any French listeners, but... Uh, yeah, Catherine Hahn, I don't have much else to say. She's awesome. Yeah. She deserves a spotlight. Again, I know she's kind of on the rise, and after Agatha comes out, people are going to love her, but uh, you heard it here first. She, <laughs> she definitely deserves to be where she is. Yeah, and again, like to be a little more famous than she is, which she will be. Yeah, so. good for her. Uh, just go, we'll end it the way we normally do, uh, talking about songs we'd like to see in a movie. Uh, to be perfectly honest, this one was just like, I just needed <laughs> to pick a song, so I was like... You don't just, listen to enough music. <laughs> no, well, I've been podcasts, you know, I'm trying to listen to stuff. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of, like, country western, like, cowboy kind of music, and, like, 
obviously that's going to go in a western. <laughs> yeah. So that's like not really that exciting to pick like, oh, I want to pick this song with this person. It's going to western. It's like, what? It's a fucking western ballad. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go with Cicada Days by Will Wood. Um, it's off of his newest album, which was a little bit of a letdown, if I'm honest. But the song like builds and builds super nicely. Like it kind of starts out like kind of like chill and like almost beach vibey, and then it like builds up to like Will Wood style because mm-hmm. you listen to his one album. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote down for like notes of what I'd like to see it in. Uh, it'd be good in the season finale of the episode of the OC. If anybody knows what that is, <laughs> I believe I shed a two thousand early two thousands tear when you, when you showed me the song. <laughs> I remember there was. Um, because there was lesbians in it, right? And there was one time... Olivia our, our, Wilde. Yeah, our buddy Matt was over at my house, and his dad called... Shout out him. to Matt. <laughs> Shout out to Big Bad. Big Bad Carl called Matt on a cell phone. He's like, God, turn it down, 13! <laughs> so, flipped it over to 13, and there's two girls making out. And then uh, then they, this your song played. Yeah, it just it builds nicely, and I could see it being like, uh, you know, shit's gone down, and the one of the main characters is driving angry maybe they're drunk after I believe there's uh, literally an OC episode I'm sure <laughs> 100% there is and they get into a car crash and then it just ends with like the car smoking you know that's how I see this song it's a good song it deserves better than the OC but that is all I could think of <laughs> shout out OC <laughs> 2000s <laughs> that's right uh, my song is called Night After Night by the Rare Americans, or by Rare Americans. So, uh, I almost feel like they're a hard band to pick a song for because they're such a cinematic band. Kind of like what you're saying with the Western songs where a lot of their songs tell stories. So, to put that in a film, you'd almost need to have it be about that story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Night After Night as a song, kind of like the beginning of a film that... A bunch of shit's about to go down. Maybe the main character's headed to a lot of trouble, you know. But before all this happens, we see his daily life. And his daily life is quite repetitive. Maybe it's him, you know, clocking in and out of work and waking up in the morning. Uh, but the song is just kind of kind of has, like, fun pop-punk vibes of just, like, waking up, waking up and doing stuff. I don't know, something like that. And it's called Night After Night, so the song itself is kind of about repetition itself. So, um, yeah, like I said... The beginning of a movie before the incident that all makes all the shit go down and the character goes through all his stuff. So it's kind of showing the everyday life. Perfect. Yeah. I'd see that movie. Yeah. Watch them all. Except for the OC. <laughs> well, we also watched a little bit of the OC. That's why we remember all this from Just it. the good part. <laughs> anyway. uh, so I think that's it. Last ep- end of the episode is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to wrap it up here. Uh, that was Shaun of the Dead. Uh, let us know what you guys think. We're going to try to have these out soon we're working on getting a logo right now we have some people making a cool logo for us hopefully and we're trying to get these out on spotify apple music youtube maybe i don't know we're gonna go for the we have not been doing any video recording but we will if you guys want to see it we'll record it if you want to look at us i don't blame you we're two pretty good looking guys um but yeah like david said thanks for listening hope you guys enjoyed it um like we said give us some feedback I'm sure liking and subscribing and all that fun stuff would help us. So if you feel like doing that, if you feel like listening to us more, go ahead. And uh, look forward to our next episode where it's going to be a hairy surprise. (laughs) That's that's so weird. (laughs) All right. So this episode was going so well until you said said hairy surprise. surprise. (laughs) 
You know what? I'll be clear with our <laughs> listeners. We weren't going to cut anything out of this episode, so I think I'm going to leave that I in there. I 100% leave that. I bet you we could cut out whatever you started talking, like, and it would be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, we'd just be a perfect episode. <laughs> All right, guys. Very surprised. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, see you later. Have a good one. <laughs>